Hey, welcome to the Whiskey Tangent. Whiskey short. Whiskey shorts. 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 Wait, no. Short. This is a whiskey short, but we will be doing many whiskey shorts. Whiskey shorts. <laughs> we talk a lot about drinking whiskey on the podcast, but let's face it. If you're going to learn about what whiskey to drink and you don't know how to drink properly, there's no embarrassment. As we've said, we are both uh, over 50, and uh, so we've been drinking for almost 50 years. <laughs> it's amazing how many decades it took me to learn some of the basics, guys. Since we were two. Right. Since we were two years old, we were. Well, <laughs> before that, I think we were drinking something. Well, that's true. Like you say, drinking in the generic sense, right. we were certainly drinking. Uh, Scott, the, the point is that we've had our lips around a bottle since Hello. basically the age of infancy. And we've continued well into adulthood. So true. So this so, is how to drink like a pro. Whiskey short. So the first thing you want to do, if you know you're going to go out and have some whiskey with the fellas and you're going out into the world, you want to have some food in your stomach. I went to a whiskey tasting recently and I didn't eat until I got there. It was an amateur mistake and I paid for it later. Yeah. People talk about pre-gaming, but they're talking about alcohol. You need to pre-game with some food and some, preferably with uh, carb food like bread, hoagies, cheesesteaks. It's a little bit of a misnomer because from what I understand, the, the carb feels like it soaks up more. It's actually the high protein and the fat of like a burger or a, or, really? or a hot dog or something like that that actually helps soak up the alcohol once it gets all digested so you want to eat some food it's okay to have it on a roll pizza seems to work well for people as well but it's not it's not a it's not a day to have like a cucumber salad on your way out the door (laughs) it's not a day or a quinoa salad right if you're going to really be put down you know a quarter bottle of whiskey and up you you want to have something substantial before you go out there so that's step one the second thing is once you get out, you know, you're excited to be there. Scott will tell you, I tend to drink quickly when I first get out. Yeah, you should not be like just sucking down the drink as soon as you get there. Now, if you want to do a shot just to get things started, that's different. But if you order a full drink and you drink it down within 10 minutes, you're going to start a bad <laughs> evening for yourself. I, I'm Well, I'm definitely drinking my first drink in about 10 minutes. It's the second drink that I try to <laughs> hold on to, which is... Okay, uh, fair enough. Which is Scott's point, though, which is why it's nice to order seltzer, club soda, or, or straight water as soon as you mm. get your second drink, or sometimes even with your first drink. First of all, it gives you something to drink while you're talking and you're all animated with your friends yeah. instead of constantly going to your whiskey. Get in the habit of when the... Uh, waitress comes around to ask for your drinks and you give her your drink order say uh could we have uh, waters all around because everyone will appreciate that and you're helping your friends because being hydrated at the end of the night especially in the morning is the best thing you can do to feel great the next day yeah it averts a headache the reason people feel terrible the next day is 90% dehydration. So I say for every drink you have in the world, you should have a, a drink of water with it. At least one glass of water to every two drinks. If you're having beers, it still works. Water works with all alcohol. It's not going to water you down. It's not going to mess up your buzz. You might have to pee more, but that is a small price to pay. And listen, you really want to move this through your liver and kidneys and everything anyway. So keeping your system flush while you're drinking is only healthy because you want to drink your whole life, don't you? Scott made a good point about <laughs> spacing, though. You don't want to drink four drinks your first hour. It's going to take the whole night sideways. You're going to be that person that drags your friend's night down as they try to keep you from walking out into traffic. If you were a generally average-sized man. About 180 pounds, 160 to 180 pound person. You can probably take one drink per hour and be fine. If you do more than that, you're you're going to start to feel it a lot more. Now, if you're a woman, uh, you might want to do a little bit less than that, like a drink every hour and a half. If you do a drink every hour, you're going to feel like the guy drinking more than one an hour. And I couldn't disagree with Scott more on this. One- <laughs> 
one drink an hour, I might as well stay home. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying you're fine at one drink oh, an one hour. Drink, one drink an hour. You can do your taxes at one drink an hour. That's yes. Right. That's what I mean. But so the point is well taken. So if you're, if you've had, let's say four drinks in the first two hours and you got a little bit of a buzz on, which isn't crazy. Well, I think what Scott's saying is at that point, if you just do a drink an hour, you'll maintain your buzz. You're not going to get annihilated. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get vomiting and mm-hmm. sick. Your body will be able to process that and you'll be able to ride that drink buzz that you had early on throughout the whole night. And we should mention that this assumes that you have a ride home. Like that you're Absolutely. not, you're just not drinking in a vacuum here and, and you're just going to drive home drunk. You, uh, right. you have made arrangements or you will make arrangements. Uh, Uber, to, uh, Lyft, get home, taxi, safely. or your friend drove. I mean, this is even if you're drinking at home by yourself. Right. If you're right. If you're drinking at home, we still suggest this pacing because, you know, you have stuff to do the next day. And trust me, I've had whole Saturdays taken sideways by a, oh, a, yeah. a poorly planned out uh, Friday night. Saturday and Sunday. The other thing is, besides spacing, know what you're drinking. It makes a difference if you're having four or five drinks throughout a night, what the proofing is. This goes for the percentage of alcohol in, in wines, for example. Mm-hmm. Red wines tend to be higher than white wines. Um, yeah, check, course, your, check your menu, ABV, the bottle, if you have it. For beer. Uh, for beer and wine. Right. Two beers are not created equal. If your buddy's drinking a Mick Ultra and you're, and you're drinking a Victory Hop Devil, two for two, it's yeah. completely, two Hop Devils takes my whole mood to a happy, happy place. Like, yeah, if you're drinking an English session beer that's around four or five and uh someone's got a golden monkey going down not, yeah, to, not to bang the victory drum again but someone's nine. got a, a belgian triple or something <laughs> which a nine or ten percent it's gonna be a difference right and there is a difference between public and private remember when you're out in the world if you're going in the city to have some drinks it could be dangerous out there to someone who's not aware you know if you're passing out at the train station or <laughs> <laughs> Which I've done speaking once, from experience. Done that once in my life. It was one it was a very good thing I had friends to watch me. And um if if you're like mm-hmm. nodding off in the bar, you can get your phone stolen, your money stolen. It could take a, a fun night and just, you know, take take it to a bad place. And it's, it's no way to be. It's it's kind of unsightly to be drunk like that in public and you don't want that. But if you do find yourself being that drunk, you know, try to sleep in a on your side or something in a safe way. You don't want to choke on your vomit and, you know, go out Jimi Hendrix style. Yeah, John Bonham. Great 20. musicians, bad drinkers. And we're trying to... uh Both 27 to, years old. And we're trying to, to help you avoid that type of pitfall. One thing your body likes to do, though, we found that when you've drank a little bit too much, they like to wake you up about 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning so you can enjoy what you've done to yourself. <laughs> nice little headache starting to form. Hey, this, hey, wake up. Hey, wake up. Feel your headache. Wake up and feel en- it. Wake up and enjoy what you've done to us. Uh, this, feel the evil in your brain. This is the time to drink two giant 16-ounce glasses of water. And I like to take two Tylenol and an aspirin mm-hmm. because an Excedrin would keep me up. And that's what I really want for for. A hangover headache yeah advil is my uh, analgesic of choice at three in the morning but your point is well taken about the uh, excedra migraine which is something i take when i wake up right well and i like to take the advil when i wake up because i don't want to put too much tunnel on me so right. they act independently and this is another thing we're not doctors we don't profess to be though we are confident to say that we're, we are pretty much professional drinkers now in the morning you want a hearty breakfast of some sort mm. uh, maybe uh, some sausage or eggs uh, home fries or or some buttered toast whatever whatever gets you excited yeah i mean if you're not nauseous and you are able to eat basically do the same thing you did when you were pre-gaming you just do it on the other end cold pizza in the morning will work if that's still on the counter yeah that's perfect that order yourself two pizzas eat the first one before you drink and one the next morning so if you take our advice i think you're going to have a great time and a great night thanks so much for checking this out and work hard you can become a professional drinker just like scott and i <laughs> nice <Nugget. laughs>